0: Hello and welcome to the Every Woman Network podcast, a chance for you to engage with some fresh ideas for you and your career development. In this episode, you'll hear from Every Woman expert Sally Kettle on how to present more confidently, both online and in person. Sally is an inspirational speaker. She's the first woman to have rode the Atlantic Ocean twice from east to west and has since delivered hundreds of talks on fear and risk-taking. She supports workplaces with resilience and well-being, and understands the pressures of presenting in front of other people. Sally explores how to deliver presentations that are both memorable and effective. Over to you, Sally.
1: How do you feel about presentations at the moment? So, do you love them? Do you love them, or... Do you do you think it depends on the presentation? I've got a lovely quote for you and it's from Mark Twain and it says, there are only two types of speaker in the world, speakers in the world, the nervous and the liars. I'm going to tell you a secret, all right? So this is it. This if you remember any one thing from this, there is a secret, and it's this, okay? Great speakers are able to deliver sticky messages in an authentic way, right? And I'm going to give you a formula of what that means. What you want is the audience to remember what you said, and then feel something or do something about it, or both. It really is a simple and as As complicated as that. (laughs) So you can probably see, you know, uh, people within your workplace or even outside of your workplace. Maybe you go to a club or society that has speakers where you've just come away either feeling something amazing and hopefully for all the right reasons and remembering something they said, which was important or resonated with you. Interestingly, now I'm saying that you can probably also have that same feeling with somebody who's performed really badly, (laughs) but for all the wrong reasons. And that's what I'm going to try and help you to steer, to navigate through, delivering really great sticky messages in a way that's authentic to you. Okay. So how are we going to do that? Look, we're going to talk about becoming competent. So I'm going to give you five competencies that I want you to go away and work on. OK, then we're going to talk about managing nerves. And also I'm going to give you some kind of quick tips, really, on constructing a talk or a presentation. So a really, really quick guide. And then finally, we're going to discuss storytelling it's only a very quick overview it's really to get you thinking about how you're delivering your own presentations whether online or in person let's talk about becoming competent okay so I have five competencies for you to kind of think about one is presentation two knowledge three delivery four performance and five confidence okay so they are the key competences and I've put in the middle practice. Because without practice, you're not going to be able to develop these competencies. Preparation. How good are you at winging it? Okay, I want you to have a think about that. Some of you might be great at it and you're very happy to step into a situation and just start talking. Many of you will not be good at winging it or don't feel confident yet to wing it. So on the scale one to 10, where do you sit? And if you sit at not good at winging it, then you need to give yourself more time to prepare. Knowledge. Okay, so ask yourself the question, how much homework do you need to do? Do you know this subject inside out? That's will score a 10. Or you don't know the subject at all? That score's a one. Where are you on that particular scale for that particular Presentation Again, if you need to gain more knowledge, give yourself more time to prepare. Sometimes you don't have that. You don't have that time. You've got to wing it. And there's not much we can do about that. You've just got to step up. Next, performance. Now, this is an interesting question for you. What's your authentic? And when I say that, my authentic is I'm out there, I'm big, I'm loud, I gesticulate a lot. This is me, this is what I do, right? I go up and I go down. I'm kind of like, you know, I'm big. I know I'm big. But that doesn't mean that's you, all right? That doesn't mean that's you. You might be a quieter person. You might feel that delivery is not in that way. For me, I have my own inner Sasha theist, right? I come on, um, on the stage and something within me changes. I'm a different person. And that works for me. That's authentic for me. That might not work for you. So it's thinking about when you stand up and deliver, whether online or in person, what feels most authentic? And maybe get some feedback from other people. Say, did that feel like me? Did that really feel like me? If not... And maybe you need to have a tweak or a change. Delivery. Are you relaxed with the tech and face-to-face? Okay, so if you're not, again, if you're scoring a zero and the tech is really freaking you out, get some help. (laughs) Get some help with the tech. If you're um, struggling with the face-to-face stuff, get some help setting it up, get some support team in there, get a friend or a colleague to give you some help, making sure that you're prepared and ready to deliver without being anxious and nervous about the way you're going to do it or the place in which you are going to do it. Confidence, what are your natural levels? Okay, so in general, this is, this is not just about delivering. Are you generally a confident person? And if so, you can probably, move more towards the wing in it phase and the knowledge phase and the performance phase than those who are not naturally confident. And if you're not naturally confident, then it will come across. So you may need to work on your natural confidence. Just one drop in any one of those competencies will have the whole thing coming down. So if you get stuck with the knowledge, then you lose your confidence, okay? (laughs) And if you lose your confidence, you become extra, especially nervous, and you may not feel that you deliver to the best of your ability. But um, yeah, remember I said practice? Uh, Simone Barthes, the uh, the athlete, the, um, the gymnast, says it absolutely perfectly. Practice creates confidence, confidence empowers you. For many of you, because you're in that loathe it, right? You're in the loathe it phase. You won't, or you'll find it very difficult to volunteer to do kind of speaking tasks or presentation tasks. And because you don't want to volunteer, you don't get the practice. If you're struggling to feel confident with it, the more you have to do. Okay, (laughs) I know that's scary, but do more. Give yourself more time to practice and you will get better.
0: I promise you that. Sally has explored different competencies you can develop to improve your presenting skills. In the next section, she will explore some valuable top tips to help you manage your nerves so that your next presentation goes smoothly, whether online or in person. Back to Sally. So here we go. Top tips for you. Dress comfortably.
1: Now, this is going to sound really grim, but um, this is particularly for um, kind of in-person presentations. I have a sweat wardrobe and I'm going to share something. Please don't tell anybody. I got to the point where my anxiety around the speaking got so bad. I used to sweat profusely. I mean, it was just awful to the point where I actually decided to have Botox in my armpits. And it completely changed my career. I went from kind of being so incredibly anxious about sweating, it would make me sweat and then I'd sweat and then I'd get more anxious and then the sweat would increase and I'd start blushing and feeling really deeply uncomfortable, that having just that, that kind of procedure kind of stopped it almost instantly. But if you're not prepared to go down the, if you don't have a sweating problem and you're not prepared to go down the Botox route, then get yourself a nice sweat wardrobe. So clothing that you feel comfortable in keeps you nice and cool and doesn't show the patches because there's nothing worse. Also blush proof tops. So occasionally I wear polo necks if I know that I'm feeling particularly vulnerable to kind of blushing or, you know, not stuff that's not got a V neck on it. So, you know, I know I'm a blusher and I get very conscious that people are looking at me. So I wear a blush proof top. Grounding shoes. Now, um, if you're going to be doing this in person, so a good pair of grounding shoes are shoes that you feel very comfortable pacing around in. OK. Another tip that I'll give you here, and this was for the sort of like the big club societies and and the huge conferences that I used to do. Um, I would wear the most staggeringly beautiful shoes you could ever imagine. And the reason I did that was because I knew the audience, especially the women in the audience, could be looking at the shoes. And I'd kind of slightly win them over just by doing that. So grounding shoes or super fancy shoes, depending on the context and what you want to do with your audience. Okay. How you want to influence them. Healthy habits. Now this is going to sound really obvious. I'm just going to lay it down for you anyway. If you've got a big talk tomorrow, kind of going out and having lots of drinks or just, you know, grabbing yourself a bottle of wine at home the night before probably isn't going to do you any favors. It's the same with caffeine. You know, I I made the the mistake, I broke my own rule this morning by having a proper cup of coffee rather than a decaf and now my heart is racing. So give yourself the best chance and give your heart a break, okay? Reduce the caffeine before you talk. Also, kind of, if you can, get out and be a bit active before the event. So get some fresh air, go for a walk. Um, If you've got something in the afternoon at work and you've got time to, if you're in the office, go for a brisk little stroll, in the lunch break, then take it. Just having some of that fresh air will make all the difference. And because your adrenaline's pumping, it takes blood from your your, um, your gastric system, okay? So when you start to eat, you may feel that you get a little bit of indigestion. I know when I was doing a lot of my kind of clubs and society talks, they give me a nice big three-course meal beforehand, and then I'm expected to stand up and deliver. And I found that oh that food used to give me the worst indigestion. And certainly, post-talk, the adrenaline's still quite high, and your stomach will feel still a little bit sensitive. So light bites. Take control. All right. So When I what I mean about that is whatever your um, your platform, whether it's online or in real life, set the ground rules. You are in charge in your bit. All right. So if you want questions at the end, then say that. If you're happy to be interrupted, then say that, too. If you want to kind of break out and have a quick chat um, about a particular um, subject or point, say that you're going to do it. Set the ground rules. Um, Same goes with asking people to be um, on video or not on video or talking in the chat or not talking in the chat. Um, Also make your space. And this is um, particularly relevant. If you're in the workspace, you may be going into a meeting room where there's chairs and tables and bits and bobs all over the place and it's not ideal. Give yourself time to prepare the space. The number of times I've seen people going in and they're stood behind the chair because they've been too frightened to move it. (laughs) Move it. Light and sound. Um, There's nothing worse than bad tech when it comes to sound and bad lighting as well, especially on Zoom and things. Whether they can't see you or they can't hear you, it's the same if you're back in the office. Okay, make sure that everybody can hear you well because otherwise you've lost half of the room if they can't hear you. Be sure to double check and you can ask your ally to do that for you. Okay, send them to the back of the room, ask them if they can hear you clearly and then go on from there. And on the make your space front, it's the same at home. It's the same if you're working from home. Okay, clear the decks, make sure there's nothing you can trip over or hit or make a clatter with. Make your space comfortable and ready for you to deliver in. Remember, acknowledge your nerves. We all get nervous it's totally okay okay do something about it though so remember I said dress comfortably employ some healthy habits um, get your ally in and take control of the space so they're my top tips
0: Sally has given some memorable practical tips for managing nerves before and during a presentation next she will guide you through how to best utilize her sticky notes method to curate a powerful and engaging presentation
1: Now I'm going to give you a quick guide to construction and it is a very quick guide. Okay, I'm going to give you two sort of methods, one that I use all the time, one I don't use so much, but I know it works for a lot of people. Okay, and this is my first one. This is the train journey. So we're imagining we're going to Victoria to Brighton. Okay, so in Victoria, you've got the lady on the old tannoy. Hello, we are going to uh, Brighton Station. So it's the kind of bit where you're explaining what the journey is. Okay, so you're telling the people that you're talking to, this is what we're going to do and this is where we go then we stop at our first sticky, sticky message, Haywood's Heath, okay, so there we are, this is the message I need you to remember, okay, make it loud, make it proud, then you go on to your next sticky message, make it loud, make it proud, whatever it is, and then you draw your conclusion at the end at Brighton. Now, if you're feeling confident You can move away slightly from this, and you could add in extra stops. So we're going to add another sticky message. It's um East Croydon, okay? You can stop and discuss. So you've done your first two sticky messages, your first two relevant points, and now we're going to have a chat about it within the group, okay? So you can stop and chat, and maybe you want to put in another point at the end, okay? So that is our train station. So you can have as many as you like, but remember when it comes to sticky messages, there's only so much people can take in, okay? So make them super sticky, make them super rememberable and don't make them too many. And a good way of kind of explaining this might be through the pyramid principle and you can look this up online. So maybe there's a main takeaway, you've got three insights that you want to discuss and for each insight, you've got three supporting points. Okay, so have a look at this. Kind of feels right to you. Storytelling, storytelling is really tough. We all know what it means. We all know that telling stories enables us to kind of get our message across in a more authentic way. But how does that work? There are three things that you could consider putting into your your presentations. Number one, analogies. Okay, so whack in an analogy. So, for example. Oh, now I'm thinking about it. I don't even know what I'm going to say. Oh, well, you know, you want to do a sticky point and it needs to be as big as a giraffe, okay? And it's a giraffe that I saw in the Zoom yesterday. It was spotty and huge, you know, something like that. So is that an analogy? Is that a metaphor? I'm not really sure. But stick in some analogies. Also, some metaphors, okay? Whack in some metaphors. So it makes it interesting and exciting to listen to. And it becomes less dry and less droll. And also personal experiences. So for example, I kind of shared with you my my Botox thing. (laughs) I shared an experience with people and I sort of hope you don't go away thinking the only sticky message that you got from today was the Botox. But um, if anything, it's kind of around, well, you know, she got nervous. She dealt with it by having a procedure and then that made her feel better. So, you know, share your own personal experiences. And finally, 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 I keep saying it today, and I've mentioned it a few times, sticky messages. And what do I really mean by that? It's stuff that sticks, the things that you want your audience to remember and the things that you want your audience to feel or do. OK, so sticky messages. So when you're delivering your talk, your presentation, what do you need Them to remember? What do you need them to remember? And what's the best way of doing that? How are you going to make them feel? What sort of storytelling, analogies, experiences are you going to share with them to make them feel how you want them to feel? There are three things that I wanted you to do. One, I wanted you to feel something. Two, I wanted you to remember something. And three, I wanted you to do something. And this is what I wanted you to do. So on the feeling front, I want to feel that I have inspired you to give it a go. Those of you who loathe it, (laughs) or those of you who, you know, we're kind of going, oh, I'm not sure, it depends on the presentation. If there's presentations you don't like doing, you need to practice them. The more you practice, the more you become competent. The more competent you you become, the more confident you become. I need you to remember to increase your competency, just as I've said. Go out there and give it a go. Practice, practice, practice. And that's what I want you to do.
0: That was Sally Kettle on how to present more confidently. We hope you enjoyed this episode of the Every Woman Network podcast. Continue your career journey on the Every Woman Network by logging into your personal dashboard at www.everywoman.com.